Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ghost Chronicles International with myself, Ron Kolick, and the ghost standard in ghost hunting, Stephen Parsons. Hello. Yeah. So I'm going on Facebook, and all I see is this guidance note stuff everywhere. Well, yeah, at last, because, um, as you know, it came out a bit ahead of the launch because the launch isn't till well it isn't happened just yet um and lots of people obviously wanted it and lots of people in america wanted it and it took amazon forever to get it onto amazon.com and then there are lots of problems and oh so sad then, then all of a sudden it appeared today well there you go so I don't know whether Trump had allowed it through or Homeland Security had finished well, reading it. Well, we've got to be careful or... with, with all this riffraff uh, yeah, on our mean, borders. I don't know what I'm going to do about the Mexican edition, but hey-ho. Mm. But, yeah, it's um, yeah. if you're in America, if you're listening to this, you can go on to Amazon.com and download the Society for Psychical Research's guidance notes for investigators of ghost hunt, ghosts. Hauntings, poltergeists, and related phenomena, phenomena. So there you go. But that that's it's really true. interesting because that actually brought up one of the topics I wanted to talk about a little bit. Because you are a a member of the Ghost Club, uh, one of the I oldest, am. the oldest paranormal the organizations. Oldest. Well, whatever. That's it's open to debate. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There's no, always somebody. There's always somebody who's open to debate. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Anyways. So, have you ever gone on an investigation with the Ghost Club? No, I haven't. Um, unfortunately. Uh, huh. huh? So, it just killed my whole show. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have never? I mean, aren't you an advisor to the Ghost Club? I, I am an advisor to the Ghost Club. That's perfectly correct. And, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, this week, um, I was asked to to for my thoughts and comments on a recent investigation that they carried out um but i actually haven't been on an investigation with the ghost club no. well we have to change that well i'm hoping to yes we definitely have to change that I mean, because well, you know, i've been stuck in front of this computer for so long that you know it's, it's almost like never getting out um mm-hmm. Exactly. Or it feels that way sometimes. I mean, obviously, I do get to investigate, but uh, they tend Isn't to... Isn't that what, you, what we yell at parapsychologists for, because they never leave the laboratory? <laughs> I'm talking about... I, I feel like I've been chained to this computer for months and years, but in actual fact, it hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I don't tend to do uh, these sort of, you know, like, one-offs, uh, location visit investigations. Um, well, that... That's the interesting thing about it is is you know I just I joined uh, the, the ghost. nature of the beast. I re reapped my uh, my uh, application to the ghost club today. I mentioned uh-huh. your name, so so I expect to get a discount. Treatment. 
Yeah, full treatment. Yeah, you know the gold membership. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> not planned. the ban. The ban from membership. Yeah, the ban from membership. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, in in the they ask you a bunch of questions. Some of them are kind of silly, but whatever. Um, so one of these things, they said, would you like to do an investigation? And I put down, yes, because I would like – one of the reasons I joined is to try to understand what other groups are doing out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just these groups that are running around since the TVs came out. I mean, some of these older organizations, what are they up to? What, how well, – you know, what – Go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll try and answer you. Um, the two key. How can you? You're never going on the, on the investigation. It doesn't mean I don't know. I wasn't at the Battle of Hastings, but I knew who won. Yeah, but you don't know the details. <laughs> Not the real the, details. We only know what history tells us. Um, Until you go there it's and per- actually it's experience. Tr- well, there we are then. I mean, it's perfectly true. I haven't been on an investigation with the Ghost Club, but I am aware of the. Uh, the, the general procedures that they use and mm-hmm. the methods they adopt. Um, but I think just to address the point that you raised at uh, the start, which was because the, the, the Ghost Club was founded in 1862, and the Society okay. for Psychical Research, 1882. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have one other, um, the, the American counterpart, the American Society for Psychical Research, was only a couple of years, I think 1884 or 1885. Uh, and it's still going, I, I would say, just, uh, although they're quite dormant at the moment. But they I, are still yeah, there. I have never heard anything from them, which oh, is they, really, they, really They sad. still exist, but um, they're not... This active. is the American SPR. Is it called the American ASPR, SPR? ASPR, which is only you know a couple of years younger than the um, the British SPR, the Society for Psychology, uh, which, but for some reason, the American uh, or the ASPR, the American Society for Psychical Research, has uh, gone a bit quiet in recent years. But, but they still let. Okay, still there. While, we were on the, while you were talking, I just went on to Google, put in ASPR, yeah. and guess what? Nothing came up. Um, I think their website probably needs updating. You think so? <laughs> no, no one's probably. I, think, hey, I found it. The American Society for Psychological Research. I did find it. They okay. Are. They, they they are still they are still in existence. They still function, but they are at a very sort of low uh, level at the moment. I think um, in recent years they they haven't had the momentum. Um, I think they've mm-hmm. kind of lost some ground to. The, the TV ghost hunts, and and of course all of the groups, all of the people who form their own groups. So, I think particularly in North America, the, the perhaps the need for the ASPR, um, and perhaps the driving forces who are prepared to run the society, have uh, been otherwise engaged. So, uh, I think that might explain to some to some because the ASPR was very very active. Early you know, it's interesting because I'm looking at the site now and it says uh, with sufficient for what the SBR will protect and preserve its existence. Later, the society will also continue to stimulate modern thinkers drawn for a variety of mainstream disciplines, including physics, psychology, biology, medicine, religion, and philosophy. No physical sciences. What is up with that? Uh, I can't speak for the ASPR because, as I say, I don't know uh, very much about their their day-to-day operational functioning. We're just going to have to get somebody on the show because I'm really... Yeah, I think it's going to be quite a struggle to find somebody. I uh, will dig up some quotes if I have to. Yeah, uh, I think you might have to. Stand them up here. We'll have Maureen talk to him uh, while he's, you know... That might be the best way. 
that you know, might be the best way. But I mean, it's a shame actually because that it does leave um, a void um, mm-hmm. that remains to be filled. I mean, America does have several key organisations that, re- that are in related areas. You have, uh, of course, the uh, the Parapsychological Association, or the PA, as it's uh, more generally referred to, which was actually founded by Eileen Garrett. Uh, uh, so, sorry, no, that's the PF. Uh, the PA <laughs> is the Parapsychology Society. Yeah. mixed up, are you? Well, there's, there's, there's two, and I was bound to get the wrong one. <laughs> the, the PA is considered to be the academic sort of uh, umbrella for all parapsychology. So all parapsychologists um, would consider themselves... In fact, they, they, they consider that you cannot call yourself a parapsychologist unless you are a member of the Parapsychology Parapsychological Association, which is headquartered in uh, North America. And alongside that, um, you have the Parapsychology Foundation, which was founded, I think, in the 50s by the British psychic medium Eileen Garrett, um, who used her fame and her fortune uh, to set up a research organisation to study the phenomena of her, essentially her mediumship because she never believed it was voices from the dead that were communicating with her. She wanted to know what faculties... No, 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 no. She wanted to... It, she wanted uh, academics to study the uh, phenomena and to study the uh, her experiences and to try to understand them. And she set up the PF, uh, which, again, um, I think that, uh, the PA is probably still based in North Carolina, down at Durham University. And the PF is, is it Greensboro, New York County? Not sure. New York. Anyway, it's that way somewhere. They're both on the um, the East Coast. Are you a parapsychologist? Um, uh, some people. No, seriously, say, just seriously. I, you, I, I, I know don't you think... don't like the name, but just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm writing him a letter, and so I have to address him. I'm, I'm going to tell you, mention your name, so I want to say para, UK parapsychologist. You uh, can do. You can do. That will work. All right. That thank you. Work. That will okay. work. I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, word, parapsychologist, or an interesting, an interesting title because, in actual fact, the title isn't isn't an academic title or qualification, um, because parapsychologists are merely psychologists who study, you know, paranormally or anomalous phenomena, um, and so they they call themselves parapsychologists. There isn't. You know, you can't go off and get a qualification as a parapsychologist. Um, but if you are a psychologist or indeed a one of the other related science, sciences, like uh, you, you can be a parapsychologist who is a physicist. You can be a parapsychologist who is a botanist or a biologist or a chemist. Um, now, one of the interesting things about the, the uh, title is that it has two different uses in North America? Uh, for the longest time, it was it was generally a title uh, used by people who, for example, uh, went went ghost were investigating ghost cases, um, and was interchangeably used with uh, words like ghost hunter. So there are still a 
some old school ghost investigators who call themselves parapsychologists in North America, and that's perfectly okay. Um, and but it's it's sort of evolved. I, I know our mutual friend Cal uh, Cal Cooper, Doctor Cal Cooper, who is a, a rockstar parapsychologist, who is you know a psychologist. Uh, with a PhD in psychology, who is a member of the PA, therefore is a parapsychologist, is very defensive of the title, and so he should be. He's worked hard for his qualifications, um, and he kind of resents the idea that uh, there is this other usage of the word, uh, this more sort of liberal usage of the word, uh, to define and to describe those who would, for example, hunt for ghosts. Or you don't find parapsychologists, or very, very few parapsychologists, active in areas of um, UFO research or cryptozoology. There are, there are, and there have been one or two parapsychologists who have studied the phenomena of UFOs, uh, but they are very much in the minority. But uh, and, and to, to complete your question. Uh, relating to the investigations, right. uh, um, the Society for Psychical Research, the 1882 uh, British Society for Psychical Research, and indeed its American counterpart, the ASPR, both were quite active in all forms of investigation. And that did include uh, haunted houses, haunted locations, the classic ghost cases. In fact, back in the 1890s, the SPR um, took a part in or members of the SPR took rental of a Scottish lodge house um, and it was one of the first living investigations uh, really? conducted of a haunted property and it was it it all went a bit wrong because they they tried to anonymize it but there was some issues and the landowner or the landlord of the property owner of the property mm-hmm. uh, went screaming to the Times newspaper complaining about um, some aspects of, um, I believe it was the, the way rental was being paid. Um, anyway, um, they got banned. But it was the first time that sort of mirroring Harry Price's investigation uh, at Borley, uh, which took place 30, 40 years later, uh, when he when he rented Borley Rectory for 12 months. Uh, the SPR had done the similar thing in Scotland at Belecky, Beleskin House. Blackie, Blaskin House. Yeah, you got me. B House. They they anonymised it to B House, and that was and they they were quite innovative in in what they were doing. They um they were uh, there was there was several psychics involved. There were several science uh, focused researchers involved. Um, and one of the phenomena that they were exploring were these idea of seismic events. Um, that were causing these booming gun-like sounds to be heard throughout the building. And um, mm-hmm. way, way, way back in the 1890s, they had got they got hold of a seismometer, and they also got hold of a wax cylinder uh, recorder mm-hmm. uh, in in an attempt to understand these these noises and these uh, sounds that people were hearing. So uh, there was other equipment deployed as well, but they were actually quite advanced. And the SPR has continually, uh, somewhat intermittently, um, investigated locations, um, including the the uh, most notably uh, for listeners of the show would be the Enfield, the Enfield Poltergeist, which was investigated by the Society for Psychical Research in nineteen seventy. Um, and, and to this day, um, originally, uh, they, the society set up a number of committees 
and um, they had a committee from the very earliest days, the Committee on Haunted Houses, it was entitled. And that was just, that was really? the, they were the investigators. They were the ones who went to or studied haunted locations, ghosts, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, this is they, the SP, SPR? This is the SPR. Nowadays, they're called the Spontaneous Cases Committee, of which right. I remember. Um, but previously were known as the Council for Haunted Houses, which I think is kind of a nicer title. But there I we think are. so, too. Um, Although the other one sounds more... The Ghost, the Ghost Club, interestingly, set up earlier, um, never was, uh, until much later in its history, an investigative organisation. It never, it never carried out investigations. Oh, really? Uh, they came along at a much so later... So what was their purpose, then? It, it, originally, it was more of an after-dinner sort of speaking uh, club where people... Uh, would you know? Would, they would meet on a regular basis, monthly basis. They would have a, a nice meal, and then they would share uh, accounts. They would share their experiences. They would share discoveries that they had made whilst visiting haunted locations and haunted houses and um, and such like. Um, the Ghost Club, really, I mean, the first investigations that they undertook really uh, are post-World War II uh, under the um, the direction of Peter Underwood, who, who uh, was the president recently of... Recently passed, right? The recently passed Peter Underwood, who was the president of the Ghost Club. Uh, he took over from Harry Price. In fact, Price, didn't we have him on our show? I believe we did. Um, who took over from Harry Price. And Harry had also... uh, Harry didn't conduct any investigations with the Ghost Club, but Peter did in a... uh, They were were quite selective in in who who, who went along, who was invited to go along. Yeah, that was Uh, one of the questions I was going to ask. So they were selective. They Initially, the Ghost Club were quite selective in... um, in who went on the investigations? Indeed, they were quite selective for a, for a, for some for some time on. Who were who were you know you had to be invited to join. Mm-hmm. Um, but things have changed. The Ghost Club now is is a fully modern modernised uh, society, like like so many others. It it meets monthly, uh, still in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have most months they have a, a guest speaker. And they have an active group within the the Ghost Club who, uh, several times a year, uh, um, they they will join together and they will go to a location and they will visit the location and conduct an investigation. But it's not that they they haven't done anything on a sort of long-term regular, uh, you know, sort of taken rental of anything. They Mm. tend to... uh, much like you know, other organisations, you know, it's very difficult to get locations in the UK, uh, and in, you know, probably not that hot, much easier in the USA either, where you can go week after week, month after month, um, to conduct a long-term study. So they have to uh, make do and mend, as we British say. Hmm. I'm trying to. I, I really should keep an eye on the news tonight, find out whether whether we're going to be in Europe or not. <laughs> Because we're having that uh, vote tonight in Parliament. Oh, are you? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so build a wall. Has has the Ghost Club, you know, now caved into the the uh, the procedures or the investigative techniques of of uh, the TV shows now? Are they influenced heavily by it, or no influence at all? Or? 
Um, I, w- I would say there's, a, there's inevitably a degree of influence from the media. Um, you know, in any society or organisation, there is, uh, you know, sort of things evolve and things are shaped by society and things are shaped by uh, current trends and fashions. And I think there is a degree of that. But I think also that, uh, I mean, you have, to, you have to look at these new techniques as they come along, um, wherever they come from, be it the television or, or other sources, and consider them. Uh, but I, I know that the uh, certainly um, the committee and uh, op- the officers of the committee strive very hard to maintain a a good quality of investigation standard. Okay, so you don't have like a hundred mediums running around. Um, I I don't think there's a hundred mediums in the Ghost Club. Uh, oh, but no, I, I don't think I think well, the, they're always looking to validate themselves. I figured that would be a good <laughs> place to start. Oh, well, it might be. Um, I mean, there are there are people who claim to be sensitive within as members, of, you know, within the membership of the Ghost Club. Oh, that's uh, are, that's interesting because that's uh, one of the questions they ask you on your application. And there are indeed people who claim sensitivity uh, and uh, who are practicing or or, or uh, mediums uh, in, as members of the Society for Psychical Research as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that doesn't exclude you from membership. They are, they are not exclusive. Um, you know they there is no sort of us and them between investigators of either organisation and people who claim sensitivity. In fact, far from it. I would say that I mean from the earliest days of both organisations, uh, there has been sort of cr- close links um, with. Uh, the spiritualists, certainly in the case of the SPR, although that did lead to quite a, uh, wow. <laughs> it did lead to quite an acrimonious falling out um, in the early days of the society. In fact, I think that was the reason that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle resigned his membership of the SPR mm-hmm. uh, because he didn't... even even didn't Harry Price actually start his own organization because of this as well. Uh, he didn't start his own organization because the, the uh, National Society for he did start it, but that had nothing. He didn't fall out with the SPR. Uh, in fact, he okay. was a member. Uh, no, well, he did fall out with them several times, but not over the NL, uh, the NLPR, the National Laboratory for Psychical Research. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. Har- Harry very much um, wanted to pursue a, uh, a a slightly different direction. Um, and wanted to operate outside of the Society for Psychical Research. But throughout his, his career, he maintained quite close contact with uh, the SPR and its members. Um, although with his own organisation, they, they never actually uh, cooperated directly on any, on any uh, work that they did. Uh, but I, it's kind of like the Ghost Club and the SPR. There is an awful lot of members um, of who are who, of people who are members of both societies, both organisations. In fact, uh, the third organisation that we have in the UK, which is the the Baby, was formed uh, formed in 1981 as a breakaway from the SPR. Um, because uh, the, this is the Association for the Anomalous Study of uh, the Scientific Study of Anomalous. Hang on, the Association for the Scientific <laughs> Study of Anomalous Phenomena. Well, we just call it ASAP here in the UK, but it is oh, actually right. the, the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. There you go. And they formed in 1981 as a as a kind of breakaway from the SPR because they they felt that the SPR was uh, 
focused in um, you know, quite a narrow area um, that it looked at psychics, mediums, it looked at uh, ghosts and hauntings and haunted houses, but it neglected to look at cryptozoology, UFOs, uh, and all of the sort of uh, other 14 and para stuff mm-hmm. that, that interested them. Uh, so the SP, the so ASAP were sort of broke away and uh, have been established since 1981, um, and are still thriving to this day. Right. And so they... we're, we're quite blessed in in the UK as having these sort of three organisations. And what's been increasingly happening in recent years is that um, I mean inevitably. Um, people are members of one, two, or, or three organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not really, you know, it's not really too surprising when you see the same people at all of the society's different events or meetings. Um, and there is quite a lot of cross-correspondence between the three organizations. And in fact, in some situations... They, 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 they share or, or people are members of the, of the various committees in both organizations, mm-hmm. sometimes in all three organizations. Actually, and you're a member of two of them, right? I'm a member of two out of three. That's correct. Two out of three ain't bad. That's not bad at all. It's, it should um, make a sound like that. I'm uh, well, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not I, I'm not in any uh, position of authority or organization of the Ghost Club. I'm merely an advisor to the Ghost Club. Uh, which is an honorary position um, and one that I, I, you know, absolutely honoured to, to when they asked me to be an advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the SPR, um, I am a member of the of the committee member for on the Spontaneous Cases Committee and I'm a council member, um, which is like the, the group who take care of some of the day-to-day uh stuff that the SPR has to do. Oh, absolutely. The, the business side of the SPR, in effect. The, okay. the running of things. Now, the, uh, of the three, which is more active you know, as we come up to the break? In an investigation sense, I would say the Ghost Club at the present time. Um, really? Hmm. They, they get out more than the SPR, but the SPR are still extremely active in slightly different ways. The SBR is more financially stable, I would think, than or have more funding than either that's, of the yeah, other that, two. That's something that is out of out of my remit. I'm afraid I don't. Know. <laughs> don't know. I'm just a ghost hunter. <laughs> yeah, and but it always way, comes down to money. You you know, money money makes the world go around. Yeah, and if I told that's you that's such a truth. I'd have to kill you. Yeah. So that's the I mean, unfortunately, that's the uh, the bad thing about uh, anything you do is it does cost money. And uh, anyways, we are coming up to the break. Those are the tunes. So it's expensive. What's that? Uh, Yeah, it costs money, but I wouldn't say it's expensive. I don't know what's expensive, but anyways. The tunes are playing. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, Steve Parsons, Ron Colwick, right here on Tojanet Radio and Pararex Radio. We'll be right back after the following massages. Welcome to Tokinet. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. daughters put the cat out draw closer to the fire because we're back for part two of ghost chronicles international with your host you england's own van helsing and this side of the pond in a freezing cold west wales me oh there you go there we are. freezing cold what's that like uh 30 degrees <laughs> the one in american money yeah it's probably in the height to the hundreds, uh, but in Britain, no, we don't have winters like you because we're we're a west-facing coast. Mm-hmm. So all our all our COVID, all our weather is maritime, so it's normally soggy, not cold. But we've got easterlies. Although I understand Illinois is now just one giant um, ice block. Really? And Minnesota's headed the same way, according to both. Yeah, that's nothing. It passes. We don't, you know, we don't get excited about it. We well, just we'll say, oh, it's cold, isn't it? And we say, yep. Well, they're getting very excited on on social media. Yeah, they just like to brag. That's all it is. It's bragging. Oh, it's bragging. My place is colder than yours. Yeah, I've seen all the snow pictures. Mm, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're, we're not used to these cold winter days. That's what it is, because normally... Um, mm-hmm. Oops, you know, what it's, I, been a, it's been a while since Cal called us. You know what? I've actually shut <laughs> off the phone every freaking time. Except tonight. I love it now because I have a... a see, I have this woman that answers the phone that's uh, Spanish. Wow. Isn't that just special? <laughs> Is that your PA? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See, this is, uh, you've only been this way since you, Maureen, came out with the, the next edition of the book. I just shut this you've off gone, all You've the gone time. all up market on us now. Mm. What's that? You've gone all up market since more Ghost Chronicles came out. Mm. Ghost Chronicles, more Ghost Chronicles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, 
uh, got a lot of good reviews in that, so I'm happy. Yeah, available but, in the UK as well. You got your book into the UK long before I got mine into the I, US. I, I see that actually. Posted How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> well, of course I know. <laughs> I'm no ghost in it, but it works. <laughs> Your publisher is a gold, must be a gold standard. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> so anyway, we've been talking about uh, the, the SPR and the ASAP, ASAP or whatever they are, and that. those club. And I've always, you know, wanted to form one here in the, in the UK. And it, it always... Did you form one in the UK? <laughs> yeah, here in the US. <laughs> Forget where I am. <laughs> and it's kind of a, like an old gentleman's club. I thought that would be like the coolest thing. And just um, Well, actually, the, the closest to the old gentleman's club is probably the SPR because it's full of, you know, academics who work corduroy. Um, and they'll hate me for saying that. But, mm. oh, but well. the ghost club is quite, is quite, you know, it's wouldn't look out of place in any other club or society. It's just a normal bunch of people who meet uh, once a we month. We need an old building with a huge library and big leather chairs. And oh, I'm afraid neither of them can satisfy that. Well, it's about time. We have to fill this void, Steve Parson. You and I have got to start it. No, 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 no. I can't. The league for distinguished gentle paranormal gentlemen. Oh, I can't do that, I'm afraid. I'm already spoken for. Really? Although, although uh, <laughs> I understand what you mean about the the league for because today um, I was talking we are finalising the date with Barry John the uh, our, our friend um, yes the, the psychic Barry John mm-hmm. and um, we're going to be doing which weirdly um, it's going to be our first it's uh, investigation together uh, I know I, I found that so odd since um, you know we. Yeah. So I suggested we should call it the Most Haunted Survivors Club Investigates. There you go. <laughs> that fits too. For those who don't know, both uh, Steve and Barry John were uh, survivors. Survivors of the Most Haunted, the original <laughs> series, of course, not the new one. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't be allowed anywhere near that. I, I know that, yeah. So, <laughs> Not now. Too much water has passed under that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Barry's... Um, it's something we've been talking about uh, for a, a year. Do, could any of the old old people get back on the show? No, probably not. I don't think so. I think many of them actually probably wouldn't want to. Yeah, there are a lot that would love to. There's Richard a few Felix. people. There are a few people who would probably sell their. Um... Richard Felix. Oh, I did see one one ex uh, one ex most haunted survivor. Um, mm-hmm trying to, a desperate bid on Twitter the other day to get himself into the new Ghostbusters film. Oh, good. Uh, um, uh, our friend Dr. Kieran O'Keefe um, tweeted directly to Jason Reitman, the director of the new GB uh, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 3 film during in 2020, um, when they were talking about casting. Uh, pick me, pick me, he tweeted. <laughs> That's not blatant, is it? Yeah, but you know what? If you don't try. <laughs> I know, but... You I mean, know, that I mean, would be something I would do. <laughs> yeah, you might do. You're American. He's British. He's not behaving like a British person would. 
That's mm. that's just not playing the game. You do not put your British people don't put their hand up and go, Oh please pick me, pick me. It's just oh, not oh, the dumb oh, thing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh but nonetheless, uh, um I don't believe he's been picked. Oh but that's a shame. Never. But you know, hey, you tried. Um but I see I was watching I was looking at the uh, the news items relating to that new film. Um, yes. Following it during the, the recent couple of weeks since um, the trailer was let out of the bag and the excitement starting to build until um, Paul Fee, the director of the 2016 rehash, um, has now turned it into a... Pissing uh, match? Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. yeah. Along with Leslie right. Jones, the, the one of the actresses in the... Of in course. The, it's like, oh, well, it's all about the boys. Uh, our film was just as worthy. And, uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, no, it Sorry. wasn't. And it had Sorry. nothing to do with the female cast. No, it, it didn't. It was just, it, yeah, no. And everybody's been, everybody has always said, look, it's got nothing to do with the girlies. It's all to do with the fact that it was just a reboot. It was just a bad reboot. Mm. It was just bridesmaids in refuse collectors outfits yeah it, it was i i was really disappointed because i was really looking forward and that's unfortunate in the world today and and i went off on on ghost chronicles morning and dishes is that that's what happened uh if you disagree with somebody you just call them names you tell them they're you know homophiles you tell them they're uh, uh chauvinists you tell them whatever you know it's it you just accuse them of that uh, well, race Fee, so well Fee notoriously ranted against the uh, back in 2016 uh again he, he alienated thousands of um ghostbuster fans because any to any any notion of criticism of the 2016 movie and he started Telling people they were misogynistic, that they were yeah, there you go. anti anti women, it was all you know, it yep. was sexist, um, and he went you know he he alienated thousands, and he was really very abusive, uh, not just on social media, but you know in the print media and um, in interviews, and of course now he's trying to make it all about him and his failed movie flop. Um, Saying you know it's it's a shame that um, we we'll, like, our our great crew will never get to bust again. Well, you did bust. You you had your chance yeah, you at the box office. <laughs> yeah, you bust. It was a crap film. Um, they had some funny moments. It, it did it. have some brilliantly funny moments, but it was also it had some real cringeworthy moments in it. Yeah, a lot of that action, unfortunately. You know, so I don't know what. 2020 will bring um, so we I have no clue what this one is so uh... we have we have a few um easter eggs from within the trailer um that mm-hmm. that might give us some indications i mean they haven't cast the lead roles so they haven't cast the actors yet right um and there are you know there are all sorts of conspiracies and rumors going around about how which direction it could it could go but what all that we do know at the moment is that um within this short trailer which i've no doubt most people have seen by now, um, if not hunt it down. GB20, I think, is the, the hashtag for it. Uh, is that... Um, the vehicle's back. 
<laughs> the tarpaulin lifts at one corner and reveals a rusting and aging Ecto One vehicle. However, there is a few more clues within the trailer. If you, the the music is the uh, that theremin music which yep. was used in the library ghost scene in the original first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, if as the camera pans in. Uh, past the picket fence on the way towards the barn as the the storm rages. There's some slime um, Mm -hmm. adhered to the picket fence. And the lightning flashes and um, the sparks that are coming from within the barn are accompanied by the sound of a proton pack firing up. Mm -hmm. So there are some clues as to which direction it's going in. I think, you know, supposedly it continues, right? It is definitely a continuation. It is right. Ghostbusters 3. It is a direct mm-hmm. continuation that acknowledges both of the original 1 and 2 movies, whereas 2016 was an entire reboot set in a, a, a completely different universe where the original uh, two movies had never existed, had never taken place. Mm-hmm. So this anyway, is actually- John, John in the chat room, by the way, says it's chilly in Florida, uh, 68 degrees. Yeah, ah! you get... So they have they have hurricanes. Silly. They have hurricanes. I can exactly live with the chilly temperature. He said it was chilly. Sixty eight degrees was balmy. Yeah, I'm very envious of sixty eight degrees, but um, exactly. Yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll trade our snowy weather for um, against hurricanes any day. Mm, whatever. So we have to look forward to it in 2020. The new Ghost. Yeah. They've given. They've also. I mean, right in the start of the trailer, they've released the the, the, the movie's release date, July 20th, 2020. Ooh. Seven. So uh, we know when it, we know when it's coming, but we know absolutely nothing else. They haven't cast anything. Um, that we know. Of. And they've also said that there is an internet embargo on releasing information about the movie. Hmm. That they're keeping it, you know, much under wraps um, until uh, I think they said until 2020. Interesting. You know, I I don't think there is uh, this this sort of long drawn out agonizing um, sort of wait between a trailer and I think we've got this tease trailer now and then according to uh, Jason Reitman, that's it. That's all we're going to see now until 2020. Now, inevitably, inevitably, the, the there will you know, be leaks. There will be leaks, uh, okay. and there will be spec. But there will be a huge amount of speculation already. People are saying, "Oh, well, you know, is he going to cast teens? Is it going to be, you know, somebody suggested it might be four kids?" Um, there's all manner of speculation. Um, whether I could see one of the original cast members being like the mentor of a. A new group. Well, again, again, it's entirely open to speculation. Other people mm-hmm. have speculated that all three of the surviving uh, cast members uh, will be involved. That's uh, good too. There's also a rumor that Lewis um, will also make an appearance. Mm. Uh, of course, the actor, that <laughs> got, excuse me, Rick Moranis, mm-hmm. has been notably absent from Hollywood for a number of years and didn't, you know, is doesn't. Ever see shrunk the kids? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, sort of apparently indicated his desire to get on board. Ernie Hudson, of course, would go to the opening of a Chris packet. Yes. So uh, I'd like to uh, hit on a couple other things before the show gets over. Yeah. And the first thing is we were talking a little bit about being racism stuff. And uh, uh, there is a new 
uh, event that's occurring. It is a female-only para-retreat. I'm surprised it took that long. Yes, this will be in Ohio, and uh, it will specialize in, well, you can only be female to go. Uh, what do you think that people would say if um, we had an all-man? For exa- exactly, <laughs> if we were to organise a females not allowed ghost uh, paracon, like my, like my show that I have with you and Steve. <laughs> what What do you think would happen? Exactly, we would be so. It's, it's a double standard, we you would, know. Be, yeah, we would be we would be hung out to dry for even daring Absolutely. to suggest it. Uh, but apparently, you know, it's okay. The girls can have their own. It's like one of these weird things. We have here in the UK that I've never really understood. A few years ago, they opened up the Boy Scouts to girls. Yes, we have that in the United States too. Yeah. Um, the girls but, go suing, by the way. But boys, the yeah, it's a similar over here. But boys can't join the girl guides. Yeah. Now, that yeah. strikes me. That's a you know, in all fairness, Steve, I really don't see anything wrong with same-sex organizations i mean sometimes i must say men and women are definitely different there's no doubt about it we think differently we have different body parts we have different you know a lot of different things that that uh you know we look at things differently and and uh there's so there's nothing wrong with that in in to my unless unless you're a female well that's Uh, you see i I don't want to get into this sort of thing but you're absolutely. You hit the nail bang on the head there because, I mean, there has been there is a substantial amount of research uh, that suggests that particularly within education, boys and girls do better when they're in same-sex schools as opposed mm-hmm. to co-educational schools. Yeah, distractions. <laughs> um, no, because boys actually need a different type of education. Um, they they don't progress identically. Uh, right. Through the education system, as girls do. In fact, girls are cleverer. Um, oh yeah, you get yeah, the girls have always been smarter through. Yeah, uh, and boys boys don't do well in those environments. And so, right. this idea that um, that yeah, equality is not about doing things, doing everything together, or excluding exactly um, on sex. Right. You know, equality is about opportunity and. That's the main I, thing. Yes, that you can't but discriminate. It's, but it's moved. You. But it's moved. It's moved in a, new, a whole new direction, hasn't it? It has. It has absolutely. Which, which is not for a show like Ghost Chronicles, but it's quite a, a, an unnerving location, a direction it's gone in. Yeah, it's a shame. All right, so I have another uh, topic I would like to talk as we close down on the show, and I received an email about this new. Not another complaint. No, no, no. This new <laughs> ghost hunting equipment. Oh yeah. Yes, it is called the MC Mike. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I may. Well, not particularly under that brand name, but what does it do is the important thing. Okay. Are you getting the spirit's attention when you are doing EVP sessions? Ah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not called the MC Mike, but I've, I've heard of similar devices. I think I know which way is this going. This is the uh, one I, that turns your voice into, or you speak into the microphone and it translates it into uh, some form of energy vibration that the spirits are supposedly able to hear. Or well, it's, it says here, uh, can spirits communicate in EMF spectrum? 
It's been that the, it, this notion has been around for quite a while. What uh, do wait a minute? Let's let's form. listen a little bit more before we go into it totally. What do K two hits sound like in EMF? Oh, I can interesting. Show I can show you. <laughs> interesting. Do EVPs contain EMF components? To help you with these questions, we've invented the multicolored LED inductor oh. microphone speaker called the EMC EMF. Plug it into uh, your stereo jack on your recorder, and it becomes an EMF microphone. Yeah, stick it up your ass. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you. Did I say that out loud? Do you know, do you know this, 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 first of all, it's very far from a new idea. Um, it's been kicking around since the 70s, 80s, this idea of, well, if we can, if we can hear ghosts on electronic devices, how, how is it that, you know, how can we be, get them to best hear us? Instead of just like calling out, you know, aiming our voices at a wall or a ceiling or a floor, um, and there have been there have been numerous devices down the years that make these claims to translate your spirit into electromagnetic uh, waves, which of course is what a microphone does anyway, mm-hmm. um, or into light or flashing lights or pulsing lights or some other intermediary form. Um, now, in fact. There's one. I mean, it's it's far from a. I have a device um, alongside me within arm's reach. If I can just f- turn the thing on, and this actually detects EMF, but turns it into sound. So, ra- well, yeah, well, that's no, the I'm, no I, I don't. Hundred years ago, I don't mean in terms of bleeps. Um, oh. this this turns it into this. Uh, the greater the intensity of the electromagnetic field, the the uh, more uh, clicks it makes. In fact, if we can get it to do it, can you turn this on so we can take a look at it? It's running now. Hang on. Everyone, you have no ghost in your house. Oh, sounds like a Geiger counter. It does sound exactly like a Geiger counter, but it's not a Geiger counter. That's me just ramming it onto the computer monitor to try and make it do something. And so, what's it supposed to do? Well, it's just an audible. Um, it measures in all of the usual units. Um, you know, so you do get a full sort of measurement readout um, mm-hmm. of uh, milligauss or tesla or microtesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, uh, nobody knows what those mean. I bet you well, nine they, out of ten goes has that. Well, they should clue do. What you well, just they said. Do. They should do. I know, but I'm, that's the sad part about it. I bet you nine out of ten goes has do not have a clue what you just oh. said. Any of those things. Any, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> Although, if they read ghostology. Um, they would. The, yeah, uh, and Ghostology <laughs> is available here in the United States on Amazon yes, as well. Yes, yes it is. Uh, and also the under, art, under my the coffee art, table. The art of the me. ghost hunter, mm-hmm. which explains what micro Tesla and milligauss are in, in, some, in some detail. Uh, but nonetheless, what this device also does is it gives you, I suppose it's based on a Geiger counter, it gives you an audible click rate. So... Um, if you you know you're looking around or wandering around, you don't have to uh, constantly look down at the display. You, you normally you'd wear an earpiece, and so you know if you walk through an area of high electromagnetic field strength, and it's a three-axis system, so you can have you know a bit uh, X, Y, or Z axis on uh, mm-hmm. selectively. 
but it allows you as you're walking around you don't have to constantly have your face down buried in the you know the screen right. of the meter you've just got yeah. this um you know sort of little ear plugging your ear and you can hear it and if you've got a a lot of geiger clicks then you know you can those clicks are actually yeah, that's very similar to the cell cell sensor, though. I mean, it, it does the sound. It is, but thing, I mean, and... it does. I mean, that howls at you in the most you know disturbing way. But I love that is. sound. You kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I I personally find the the how many times you see my picture holding one of those silly things? Yeah, lots of. <laughs> I know. How many how many have you got in that flight case of yours? Yeah, yeah, hundreds of them. Thirty thirty something of them. Uh, probably yes. Yeah. But yeah. this just allows you to do a, you know, you can walk around and you can you can right. do something, use a camera or use something else, and you can have this in your ear and yeah, that you was, have the... that was that so was it's quite pro... Yeah, that was always the big problem when we first started. It's like and you I don't have to wedge a, a dime into the switch to keep. This oh, thing. do you remember that? Yeah, that was back to the old K twos. But yeah, that was my big problem. When I started out. I was carrying all this freaking equipment. I had my hands in bundles trying to operate all this crap, and uh, it was so funny. But uh, anyway, so uh, I love this part, though. It says, uh, uh, I will give you guys a free stereo RL splitter, which is a $10 value. But listen, if you go to the page, scroll down the whole page, past the electric dowsing rods, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) move, you'll find more information and videos about our newly released MEC mic and the MEC EMF device. This wouldn't be um, that paranologies, would it? I don't no, want to advertise. It's another, it's another one I've never one heard of. One of the others. I've never heard of it before. Oh, oh okay. These paranologies keep coming up with regular new bits of... Um, yeah, so does an uh, ghost... Well, you've uh, got to keep feeding the market, haven't you? I mean, once you've saturated you the world the stuff. with... Well, the important thing is if you can get product placement on one of the shows... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to sell plenty. Mm-hmm. And product placement, you know, if you can get, get your new device into the hands of Zach or one of the other sort of um, TV stars, you, you're, you know, you're set up. But then you've got to come out with, you know, new series coming out. We need a new gadget. You know, what can you invent for us? What can mm-hmm. you guys come up with? And so there is a continual – and in actual fact, they're not, re, they're not inventing anything new. They're just repackaging existing technology in, you know, they're putting different colored lights on it. They're making it do different and unusual things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we're still dealing with electromagnetism or sound or uh, we've had a shadow detector, which was basically a, a light sensor. Don't you love that, a shadow detector? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works, worked brilliantly in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the thermal images now are... They're almost ten a penny because as technology's moved on, I remember when we got our first one you know, 12, 13 years ago, they were three thousand, two, three thousand pounds each, mm-hmm. and now you can get one for under two hundred dollars. Plug into your smartphone, and it's way, way. In fact, I brought one over with me a few years ago, and it's way, way better than the, those toys we were playing with um, ten, twelve years ago. Um, you know, that's how technology comes on in leaps and bounds. But the basic thing that these pieces of... Um, Steve, I'm getting these dowsing rods. Oh, yeah. Oh, they light up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's worth it. <clears throat> oh, look at... In total darkness, you can see them. Go ahead. 
Yeah, what happened to the good old-fashioned, let's just stick some glow-in-the-dark tape on it? And, and wait a minute, you can get a backpack for them, too. Wow. Oh, wait a minute, it's a little shoulder thing, like you put on, like if you had a sword on your back, you could pull them out. Oh, that's so cool. You could be like a ninja. Oh, do you know the mind boggles? Well, it, it shouldn't do, should it? Because, you know, people people are always creating crap to sell to other people. Oh, I'm just... I, I'm, I, I, Capitalism at its best. i got to get away from this. I'm going to be buying <laughs> all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll order an extra one in. I'm Wait a minute, we have schematics. <laughs> oh, that must be science, then. Yeah, it's got to be. Order one for me as well. <laughs> you want one? Okay. I'll, I'll pick it up in September. Yeah, I can get which which one do you want? Do you want the uh, colored thousand rods? Oh, they sound they sound too good to miss. Okay, oh, well I don't know what these cards are before I promise <laughs> you. <laughs> I have no idea what they cost. These are pretty big ass things, you know. They're, yeah, they're really oh, big, and they they come. The trick with, is the trick yeah, is get thing. <laughs> yeah, the trick is get them get them early before they get on to Ghost Adventures because then the price doubles, like the SLS camera. Probably, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if you get in at the ground floor. Um, before they stick $200 on them, if Zach carries one. I've seen on Ghost Adventures. And then the yeah, price goes through so the Definitely going to be... Uh... Oh, well. Anyways, we are wrapping it up, so uh, Steve will be coming over here for... Uh... Hey, well. Yes. September 27th, 28th, 29th for uh, Spirit Quest. For X-Files. X-Files. So check it out. Uh, it's going to be great. Look on our page, anygoesproject.com. Yes, Flying will... direct into Boston this time. I'm not coming via Tijuana. Why not? I'll get in. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be no government, no, uh, no uh, air controllers or uh, TSA agents. Or you just kind of like land anywhere you want. Oh, fair enough. We'll just fly jump, direct in. Come jump up the come. plane and there you go. Come straight to Groveland Airport. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll clear a spot on the... Uh, Groveland International. Just below Nun Hill. Uh, we'll, we'll clear a spot for you to land. Yeah. Well, this is the music. we got to go. Thanks Survived for listening, everyone. Tune in next week. Yeah, Good night. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.